Today's daily Torah is lovingly dedicated by Binyamin Miller in honor of the Yurtzeit of her Rav Sholem Brot, Zechrona Levracha, Rav Sholem Ben Yosef Yikusiel Zusha. Rav Sholem, I know many of you knew Rav Sholem Brot as I did. Rav Sholem was one of the first people that really encouraged me to do this daily voice note. It was a very special Jew. His yeshiva in Yerushalayim, Simchat Shlomo, headed by Reb Leibish Hundert, is still being, bringing Jews, Jews to Judaism, and, and Reb Shalom's widow, Rebetzin Brot, Baruch Hashem, is still, she should be well, till 120, continues to spread Yiddishkeit. And this day, the 10th of El, was the Yerzeit of Reb Shalom Brot. And then, this morning, I found out that it also became the Yerzeit of my great-uncle, Rebbe Avram Zeltzer, lovingly known to us in the family, the Hungarians, Bachi means uncle, Avrumi Bachi, Rebbe Avram Zeltzer, Avrumi Bachi. If some of you are familiar with Rigo Park, Queens, for many years on Queens Boulevard, he had a butcher store, Abe's Kosher Meats. That was my uncle, Avrumi Bachi. And as we just got back from the funeral, <clears throat> it's important to recognize and really pay close attention to the fact that, I mean, for us and our family, he was the last Auschwitz survivor, the last survivor of the concentration camps. My, my grandmother, my Bobby, Avrumi was my, is my paternal great-uncle, but my grandmothers grew up across the street from each other. My parents are first cousins, without getting too complicated, but my whole family is from this town in Czechoslovakia called Kirai Helmets. And my Bobby, my grandmother, used to say when she was still alive that her and Avrumi were the last of the Mohicans. The last ones from Kirai Helmets, from that shtetl where my family's from, that went to Auschwitz and that survived. And our generation is slowly losing the last survivors that saw Auschwitz, that lived it, that lived through it. And therefore it's going to be more important for us. You know, Avrumi, my uncle Avrumi, as opposed to many that didn't like to talk about what they went through, Avrumi never stopped talking about what he went through. He would show everyone his number on his arm. Actually, famously, he once had to have an operation about, I think, 10, 15 years ago, and the number on his hospital badge was the exact same number as the number on his arm. The whole hospital stood online to look. He always talked about the Holocaust. I mean, my grandmother, all the, anyone that was a survivor, if you, those of you that had parents or grandparents, they had that look on the face. You knew the look at the face of those Jews that, that were there in Auschwitz. They had that look. But most of them didn't like to talk about it a lot, but Avrumi did. And so it's going to make our responsibility that much more to talk more about the Holocaust and more and more about the Holocaust. Because, you know, the Satmarah of Rabbi Yoilish said that the greatest blessings we could ever get for our generation are those Jews that had a number on their arm and put tefillin, wrapped straps and tefillin on that number. And I'm sure a lot of you remember Jews like that, but they're, they're, we're losing them a lot, very quickly. And therefore it's important for us to never forget, to never forget. Because unfortunately, you know, when I was a kid, all, that, every, all the time it was never again, never again, never forget. But today, people are already forgetting. You had a United States representative of the United States government, like in a jail, to a concentration camp. I'm so happy my grandmother wasn't around to hear it. But how many Jews have I also heard ask me, what's the difference between the Holocaust and other genocides? Maybe Taka do some research. People are forgetting. The world is forgetting. The world doesn't like to hear Jews as victims anymore. That way they could be more anti-Semitic. But you know who else is in danger of forgetting? 
Any of us that think that we could ever place our hope in another human being, anyone other than the Rebbeinu Shalelam, other than the Master of the Universe. We say every day in davening, never put your hope in a benefactor, in a human being who at the end of the day will never have a salvation because I don't care what party they belong to or what country you live in. 99.9% of politicians don't care about you and your family at all. And if you'll say, oh, but there are Jews in this party, there are Jews connected to those. I'll tell you some names of other Jews we knew throughout history. Maybe look up Rudolf Kastner. Read Perfidy by Ben Hecht or Chai Mordechai Rumkovsky from the Lodge Ghetto about his speech, Give Me Your Children, or the Yevsexia in Russia that worked with the communists against their own, the brothers, the Jews. Don't rely on any human being. We should never think, not, and I don't care if it's even Benjamin Netanyahu in Israel. We have no one to rely on except the Rebbeinu Shalelam. The way the world is now, there is no answer except Mashiach. This Elul, this Elul, we have to strengthen to know. No human being, no party, no politician, no one. We have no one to rely on except the Rebbeinu Shalelam. And we have to strengthen our Muna, our faith and our trust that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to look out for us. We have to have a Ksiv and we have no one to rely on except the Kurdish Baruch, no one to rely on except the Kurdish Baruch. And you know, I just said over at the at the funeral, I said over a story that I'd like to share that of Rumi that he used to say when he got back from Auschwitz, you know, he he, he managed Avrumi managed to trick Mengele. He 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 always said that he, he convinced Mengele, he was I think a 16, 15, 16 year old kid, and he managed to convince Mengele that he had experience with horses. He liked it. He, I don't know if he had ever seen a horse before, maybe a couple in carry helmets. But he managed to convince Mengele that he was good with horses. And Avrumi used to say all the time, I had a great time in Auschwitz. I had a lot of food. I used to eat what the horses ate. I would, I would warm myself up with, with their manure in the winter. I slept with them. It was great. And he put his life on the line to save his two sisters. Anyway, when he finally got back from Auschwitz, his father, my great-grandfather, Borg Zeltzer, was still alive. And my great-grandfather had lost his wife. My great-grandmother was killed in the gas chambers and a couple of her kids, their, their kids, grandkids, and Avrumi said he walked into the house in Kermit's back Friday night and, and he was about to make Kiddush, my great-grandfather. He was about to make Kiddush Friday night and Avrumi screamed at his father, you're going to make Kiddush? You're going to make Kiddush? Your wife, your kids just got killed by the Rebbeinu Shalalim. You're going to make Kiddush? And he ran out of the house. But he made Kiddush many, many years after of Rumi, and he taught us how to make Kiddush, and he has Kanainahar children and grandchildren, they should all be well. But you know, after the Holocaust, it like, didn't make sense that, that Jews are still making Kiddush, but we still are 70 years later. But Rebbein Shalom, it's, it's getting harder to make Kiddush. It's getting really hard to make Kiddush. <clears throat> But as children and grandchildren of those that, that survived the worst atrocity ever committed in the history of the world, we know that we will keep making Kiddush. Rebbeinu Shalelam, no matter what, we're going to keep making Kiddush until finally you'll make Kiddush. With the coming of Mashiach Tzidkeinu, we should finally see it today.